Officially reached 2021, and um, just as you know, me, I was just sitting here thinking about how just 2020 seemed to have been, uh, you know, <laughs> a 10 year year. Um, but you know, we've actually been in this pandemic since March, so it's been about nine months, and um, everybody's so excited. I've talked to uh, several people just in our congregation who today are going to get um the uh, uh the vaccine for the virus and so excited i just there's just kind of a i know we've got a ways to go and we still need to be safe and still need to be diligent and you know i think that's a big thing is just using common sense and and um uh or as as one of my um as one of my mentors always says we need to always err on the side of caution you know so and we're excited that we're getting vaccines and hopefully we all will and help us get back and but let's still let's still be cautious and still you know wear masks and socially distance and and uh, just i mean if we can do it for a few more months hopefully then we can get back to enjoying things um a little more open and free so um anyway uh just just excited about that i don't know that it was just something on my heart that i just i've heard people talking about which is like a joy that a lot of people hadn't had in a while so hope everybody gets vaccinated when you get a chance so uh, and continue to be safe and pray for each other uh, we've got several people that are sick and ill and div- dealing with covid and we continue to pray for them so um anyway um so i i had a, a thought today that I wanted to share. We've got we got some exciting things also with our podcast lined up. Um, we, we have some people that are going to be coming on and um, and talking to us about some really cool things. Um, we've got some people that are coming back on for round two and um, with some new ideas and perspectives. And so we're excited about that as well. But today, um, I, I want to read. I want to read the scripture first because. Um, there's there's just something that's always heavy on my heart when it comes to um, just Christianity and church in general. And I think this scripture just really sums it up for me. This is taken from Isaiah. Isaiah is a prophet in the Old Testament. Um, and and he, uh, he says this. Um, I will put, and this is God speaking, I will put... In the wilderness, the cedar, I will set the acacia, the myrtle, and the olive. Then I will set in the desert the cypress, the plain, and the pine together, so that all may see, and all may know, and all may consider, and understand that the Lord is at hand now first it just kind of seems obscured he's going to take in the wilderness and set these trees the cedar the acacia 
the myrtle, and the olive. Now, one thing ab- about these four is is that they're they're all sort of unique. Um, the the cedar, uh, of course, it cedar somewhere that needs just lots of sunlight. Um, the acacia requires dry soil to to grow. The myrtle is more of a decorative plant. You can use it for shrubbery, and a lot of people decorate their houses. Um, the olive tree, of course, it's used more for food, for drink. Um, they would take olive oil and light candles. So these these four trees are all unique, and God is taking them all and putting them into the wilderness. And then he says, in the desert, I will take these trees, the cypress, the plain, and the pine, and put them all together in the desert. Now, what makes this really unique is that you could not have taken three totally different trees and put them in the same place. These three trees thrive and survive in different environments, in different conditions. Take the cypress tree, for example. Um, cypress trees, they they need lots and lots of water and uh, warmer climates. You find in the bayous of Louisiana and in the swamps, cypress trees where they they can just get all sorts of water and warmth. Um, the pine tree uh, is is more of a higher elevation. The cypress is more lower into to swamps and valleys. The pine tree, higher elevations, cooler temperatures, um, doesn't need as much water. Um, and then the plane tree is sort of, um, it's kind of a tree that it's, it, it can almost thrive and grow in any sort of condition. So God uses this weird example to let you know that I am God and at hand. I'm going to take this tree that lives in low areas. It requires lots of water. And I'm going to plant it next to this tree that doesn't like low areas, but instead thrives at high areas and colder temperatures. And then I'm going to take this tree that just kind of can thrive in, and I'm going to put all of them together under my hand. Now, is God talking about trees Or is God talking about us? Yeah, because you see sort of the background and context of this Isaiah story is a divided people, a people who have been conquered, a people who have been scattered. Some people are living in Babylon. Some people are living back in Jerusalem. Before this, the kingdom was divided in two parts over different parties, views, and beliefs. And God said, here's my dream. Here's what I want. I want those of you that view things this way, those of you that view things this way, and those of you that view things this way, I want all of you to come under my hand. It's almost as God saying, man, all of you are fighting and you've been bickering and you've been divided over stuff. And I want you to know, I don't care what you are viewing how you're viewing. I'm not interested in the kind of soil or water or whatever. I want you all to come together and there's a place for all 
of you here in my land. Now, I'm so glad that the, the climate of our, our life and our humanity has changed and we don't have to face that issue anymore. Or, or, or no, maybe sometimes thousands of years later, we still don't get it, do we? You know, I, I, I turned on, and the reason I'm, I'm, is I turned on the television this morning, and I don't watch much news at all, or whatever you want to call it. And I turned on, I was like, oh my goodness, we are still fighting. And and I guess I've come to a point in my life where, like, political positions, political issues, people, I mean, I don't get bent out of shape if somebody has a different opinion than me. And maybe it's and maybe it's because of what I do as a pastor, because I love the, the aspect that we have a church that is full of people that have different positions and views. And and, and I think that's healthy. And maybe maybe that's why it's like, you know, I want to be the pastor of all them people, regardless of who they are. But but I, I see so many people who it's like if you're a pine and and I'm a cypress, well, by, we just can't be in the same desert. <laughs> You, you know those people. You've seen those people. Just just get on Facebook for five minutes, and and people just blowing the doors off of each other. And I don't think that's what God wants. And I know that's for sure what at our church we we don't want. We want everybody to come. It should be a place. When when or let me ask you this question: When did our political position, our value position, become more important than our witness? When, I mean, you. When did it come? Like, if you voted this way or you view things this way, then then we can no longer be friends. When did that happen? And time and time in the Bible again, God constantly calls the people to come together despite their differences. Jesus, oh, what's he when he comes to Jerusalem? Oh, how long I've wanted to gather. You all together like a mother gathers her hands, but you won't let me. You won't let me. And so, I don't know. I just, I think we need to be reminded of that. And, and the danger, and this is the danger. The danger is when we allow different views, secular views, political views to come into our church. When when we say, well, we're adopting this position or this party because all of a sudden what you're doing is you're telling the pine they're not welcome or you're telling the cypress you're the only one that's allowed in this wilderness and shouldn't we be a place to where our witness our witness is first and the witness is this is um yeah i view things different than you but you know what there's a place in god's kingdom for both of us Oh, how refreshing is that? Is that regardless of what we think about things in the world, that that we can all still come together? Isn't that the example? Isn't that the example that th- that we wish everybody would see? Is that we can uh, agree to disagree and concentrate on the thing that matters most, which is loving our God and loving each other you don't have to if somebody you don't have to be mad i promise you it's fine you you don't have to go off it's fine you can put an arm around and hug them and say i love you anyway 
You know, you know why people have different positions and different views and different values? It's because they, they came from different places and have different experiences. I have never in my life met anybody that has 100% same values that I do. Nope. Nobody. And even my wife. I mean, there's, there's, you know why we argue sometimes? We argue because there's things that she values more than I do. Yeah. And it's okay. It's not worth arguing about. Yeah. And so the call of God is, ah, oh, the cypress, yeah, you're different. The, 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 the pine, you're different. The plain, you're different. The Republican, you're different. The Democrat, you're different. The moderate, you're different. But I want you to know that there is a place for all of you, all of you inside of my church and my kingdom and my glory. Because what God is more interested in, what unites us instead of what divides us. So here's my prayer for you, for uh, our church. And, and that's one thing I th- that I love about our covenant church is uh, you're all welcome. You're all welcome. And we're not going to take political positions. We're not going to take political stances. You might out there, that's great, that's fine. But here we're coming to remind ourselves that there is a greater kingdom, a bigger kingdom, a kingdom that that will stand the test of times. All parties, all systems rise and falls, and, but there's one that will never be conquered, and there's one that is undefeated. And that's what we come and we rally around, and we're all welcome in that kingdom. So... This Sunday, 1045, I invite you all to come be a part uh, as we continue to search uh, on how we can be better followers of Jesus and search to know Jesus better. And, uh, and, and also, if, 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 if you don't feel comfortable, um, then you can watch us online. Um, we'll be available there as we come and we talk about Jesus, which is what unites us, what unites all of us our background our values our morals jesus is what unites us and so let's remember that and uh and if you find yourself getting mad at somebody or upset at somebody remember that person you're getting mad at jesus loves them too just as much as he loves you despite of the ways that we're different so i'm praying my friends i'm praying for the divisions in our country, the divisions in our communities, the div- things that divide us. I'm praying for people. I'm praying for peace. I'm praying for calmness. I'm praying for understanding. I'm, I'm praying for people to love each other in spite of their differences. And so I ask you to do the same with me. So anyway, that's just kind of my thoughts for today. Um, remember, love the pine even if you're a cypress. Love the plain even if you're a pine. Because God loves them all the same. I hope you all have a blessed week. Um, Hope to either see you Sunday. Um, We ask that if you do show up to church at 1045, you wear a mask. Or um, look for us online. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook and find those services. Or on our website, covenantchurchada.com. I hope you all have a very blessed week. Bye-bye.